The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. It's pronounced ash-hole. You dumb asshole. Excuse me? It's ash-hole. You, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> it's ash-hole, you idiot. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. For the last time, it's ash holes. Oh, you were right. I'm just your kind of asshole. It's time, once again, for my kind of ash holes on Unfiltered Cigar Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn this Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We're always entertaining, generally unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and, of course, theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. I'm here today with my fellow co-host Aaron. Hello. And Ed in the producer's seat. And we have a very special guest with us this week, the legend himself, Nick Perdomo. Well, thank you. It's great to have you here. Great to be here. We figure if we can't have Oliver here, we might as well have you. <laughs> well, I'm glad. You know? I'm why, glad. Why, why, we'll trade up. That's well, what I figure. I'm glad I could take over for Oliver today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was your birthday, right? Yesterday, Aaron? Oh, yes, it was. Happy so birthday, Aaron. Thank how, you. How old are you now? 12? Yeah, 12. No, 36. 36. Yeah. Wow. I remember 36. <laughs> that was a long time ago. It it's like... been so long, I don't even remember. But I will tell you that I actually have underwear older than Aaron. So, uh... <laughs> uh, are you wearing it now? Uh, no. Thank no. God. Yeah. Okay. And how are you doing there, Ed? I'm doing very well. A little glitch with Facebook, but mm-hmm. we're up and going. Yeah, we have to work with the, the beast. We have to work with what's available. That's right. Facebook That's does what they want because nobody can tell them what to do, you know? Basically. <laughs> Basically. Well, look, we're in week five of our blind taste challenge here on the Ash Holes, and we're in the semifinals now. We did eight cigars uh, over the last four weeks, one versus two, three versus mm-hmm. four, Five versus six, seven versus eight. And the winner of the first two weeks, we are smoking now. And their labels have been changed. Now they're nine and ten. Nine was the winner of week one. Ten was the winner of week two. And so for those of you who ordered the uh, um, taste, you know, blind taste packets, you should have gotten these. And I hope that you're getting them and smoking them with us. And we're going to let you know what our thoughts are, but remember, you guys are voting on what you think is the better of the two cigars, mm-hmm. nine or ten. Our comments don't count. Nobody listens to us anyway, Nick. I don't know no. if, it, if it's that way for <laughs> Nobody you. Nobody cares, at least. But uh, I feel like put I'm back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it is. I, I, I have three daughters at home, the wife. I live in the estrogen palace. I don't get any vote on anything. No, definitely not. <laughs> no, when you're a minority in a sorority, you just have to live with it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, let's, uh, you know, talk about, you know, Nick, while you're here, one of, the, one of the things that we have been really kind of focused on since we don't know 
what cigars we're smoking right is you know the importance of the construction of the cigars and you know how important it is to have that draw and the burn and everything what are some of the things you do for quality control to to make sure that your cigars you know are constructed right and burn right and draw right every time well the first thing is is you have to have good materials and what I mean by that are, are well-fermented and cured fillers, binders, and wrappers. And when mm. you're going to construct a cigar, of course, you want to have the best rollers you can have. And I'm blessed that the uh, average roller who's worked for, for our company has been with the company for 18.3 years. And that makes wow, a really? difference. Yeah. And I'm proud of that. And we don't really move our rollers around. If you're mm. a Churchill roller, you're a Churchill roller. If you're a Busto roller, you're a Busto roller. And what we do yearly is, for example, we have a, we have a category. And we have from A to, to D. Mm-hmm. These uh, no longer work for us after that. But what we do is the top rollers, to entice them, what normally factories do is they move them on to a next size. But in reality, they actually lose money the next year because for the mm. first three weeks, they have no control. Mm. So what we do is we'll come up and we'll say, hey, Greg, or Gregorio, we're in Nicaragua. <laughs> you, uh, you, you made 100, the average roller makes between 105 to 108,000 cigars per person per year. Mm. And a lot of these guys, because of our rigorous quality control, a lot of them will, will pull out 18, 19 cigars in a year. If that guy is, is great and he has control of that size, why move him? Right. So what we do is we'll move that guy, for example, if he's a Robusto roller, we'll pay him like he makes a Toro. And because we have so much longevity, a lot of guys who start out at Robusto's, are making the same amount of money as the guy who makes torpedoes. And then what mm. we do is if a guy's a torpedo roller, we pay him a certain percentage up every year between 12 and 13%. So it keeps our workers happy, and mm. we keep them in the format that they do. The next thing you talk about draw is draw testing. Mm-hmm. And I really am a big believer of draw testing all the cigars, not a percentage of it. We have a big station where we can draw test up to 18 cigars per second. Wow. We think that's very important. And outside of draw testing, you have to make sure the materials are placed right. For example, the strong materials, which we call lijero, if that's not rock solid in the middle of the bunch, well, that's when your cigars start canoeing. Mm-hmm. And there's two things that really bother me is improper construction, improper draw, and all that goes into, into one. So it's like a cook. You really have to start off with the greatest materials. And being vertically integrated really helps us be able to, to do from step A to step Z. And after that cigar is constructed, prior to the construction, while it's being made, you got to make sure all those passes are done, whether it be draw testing, making sure all the materials are correct, making sure there's the correct amount of turns on the wrappers, the caps are put on right. And to make a long story a little shorter, we actually check each cigar by 17 different specialist teams 17 mm. times before they go in the box. And you can actually see them every, under every Perdomo box. So construction is really important. Yeah. Wow. That's, I understand that particular, that the um, quality control is something that goes on 24 hours a day. It goes on during the time that we're working, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it, it's just, it's nice when, you, when you're when you able to control your own destiny by doing everything. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's a cigar that we make for someone or it's an edition de Silvio. Everything has to be done by the same rule because it's kind of like a pendulum. Mm-hmm. If you don't keep your people in the right way, they're going to go like mm-hmm. a pendulum and they're going to go the wrong way. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that every cigar we make, no matter regardless of price, is made correctly and the construction, of course, is the most important sure, thing. Sure, sure. I, I'm really impressed that, you know, these rollers have been with you for an average of 18 yes. years. Mm-hmm. I mean, how uncommon or common is that with other companies? And to me, that sounds unreal. In Nicaragua, it's totally uncommon because, you know, we have a boom in Nicaragua and there's right. 0% unemployment and uh, 
most rollers stay in their factories for about 90 days. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really proud of the longevity we have. But we also, we pay well. They have very, a very clean facility to work in. Mm-hmm. We, we pay the most Social Security percentage. Um, we have a doctor on board. And uh, it's important when you treat your people like family. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to Dave Garofalo earlier, and uh, we were talking about family-run businesses. And uh, you can be a family-run business, but if you treat your workers like family, I think that works very well too. And yeah. uh, we don't like to train or retrain, and we like to keep our people as much as possible. And most of our people, and we've had about nineteen people retire from us in the last five years, and they wow. they worked from us from our inset. Still, wow. four of my original workers are still with the company. Really? Yeah, from the time we started in the mid-90s in Nicaragua. Wow. Yeah, so I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah, that's very impressive. And, you know, speaking of Nicaragua, you know, there's been a lot of unrest mm-hmm. going on there. You know, how has everything going on politically and socially down there been impacting your, your business and your ability to get things out? It hasn't impacted us one bit. Really? Yes, not at all. Um, I think a lot of people... It made uh, a mountain out of a molehill to uh, increase sales and scare people and use it as a marketing ploy. Hmm. Um, I think I'm going to be always honest with my consumers and my retailers and tell them the truth. Uh, we're making more cigars now than ever. We ship more cigars than ever. Um, this is really uh, an isolated instant, instance where it was done in the Managua area. We did have some blockage up toward the Esli area, but thank God things have been calm for the last three months. And yeah. uh, believe it or not, the media kind of, produces some fake information once in a while. Really? Or not. Yeah, you wouldn't really? believe it. Really? Yes, yes. So, I, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I know. I, I came up with this concept. I kind of call it fake news. I don't know if you ever heard that, but uh, I'm a big believer in it, you know. Wow. So wow. Yeah, so we're hoping for peace in Nicaragua. So far, everything's been very good. We're, we're going to continue our factory tours with uh, Perdomo in, in February, and we're going to stay on the side of caution, but so far everything has been fine, and uh, we only wish peace and and sure. prosperity for the mm. people of Nicaragua. And I love it there; I've been there a long time, so it's a real special place for me. How often are you down in Nicaragua? I'm usually there a week out of the month, but during the summer months, because I travel so much uh, visiting our retailers mm-hmm. uh, around the country, I haven't been in Nicaragua for over a hundred days. So. Mm. Uh, Luckily, our director of operations, Nelson Cuba, is, is my eyes, and he's down there every single month. And I just got some intel on him three days ago that everything was great. Oh, good. So mm-hmm. I'm very happy what's going on in Esteli and happy mm-hmm. what we're doing at Perdomo. Now, speaking of that, you know, you've been traveling all over the place. You've mm-hmm. been in a number of different places up here in New England. You're here, you know, with uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop for the next couple of days, and then you're you're off to San Francisco at the end of the week. How much traveling do you do? How do you... I Keep have your head above water. I, I have I have six point six million miles on American Airlines, so um, <laughs> so I travel quite a bit. And uh, it's funny. I was talking to some friends, and I said I think I work harder than ever, but I love what I do, mm. and uh, it's enjoyable to me. You know, nobody comes up to me and says, "Hey, I'm going through a terrible divorce, and I'm going to get screwed. I need a box of cigars." Nobody's ever done that. People are happy to see me. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, some people think it's a drag. I think it's a blessing that I can I can do something not only that I love, but that uh, people come up to you and tell you how much they enjoy what you do. Sure. So, uh, boy, I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. The only bad thing about my business is called TSA, and if we could uh, <laughs> not have them, it'd be a, it'd be a lot better world. But outside of that, I'm I'm uh, I enjoy the travel quite a bit. Oh man, um, what's the, what's the toughest thing about being Nick Perdomo? 
I think the toughest thing is the people that have to be with Nick Perdomo. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's tough to be my son. <laughs> um, and I mean that it's a tough, you know, people say it's tough to be in your shadow. I don't know if, 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 if that's the right word, but uh, I think it's tough to be my son. I think it's, uh, it's tough to be my, my wife who has to deal with all the travel and she's great about yeah. it. And, and all the hours, and, and I have a lot of respect for her because, look, you're only as good as your wife in reality when you really think about it and your family, and I could say that for all my children. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of people don't know it. I'm, I'm actually a real softy. People think I'm, I'm really tough, but I'm, I'm actually not. I'm, I'm very easy to work for if you do things right. <laughs> and, and, I think I can, and I think I can say that for anybody, like guys mm -hmm. like David Garofalo mm -hmm. and other people that are successful in business. I think we're fair. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you're a no load and you don't want to work or or something like that, well, yeah, I, I guess okay. I can be pretty tough. But uh, I think the toughest part is is the people around me that you know with with all the travel and all the work that I do, they have to mm -hmm. be very patient. And my family's paramount and very important to me. So uh, I think my life is 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 really easy because I really mm -hmm. love what I do. So I don't think it's really tough. Is is, um, is your wife able to travel with you a significant amount of the time? Or? Yeah, we're empty nesters now. My son got married uh, four months ago, and uh, my daughter's at, at, in law school. And uh, so since we're empty nesters, uh, Janine's coming out with me quite a bit uh, on travel. She couldn't this week in, in New England because of a medical procedure. But mm -hmm. uh, outside of that, yeah, we travel a lot. We just came back from Germany from the, from the German fair. And prior to that, we oh, were nice, at, yeah. uh, at the two guys' anniversary dinner, which we never want to miss. So uh, things <laughs> yeah. have been good. Things have been good. That was one heck yeah. of a dinner. That oh, was, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, what cigar are you the most proud of that you have uh, been making? <clears throat> That's a tough question, but I, I would say today would probably be the Perdomo Reserve Champagne. It just uh, celebrated its 18th year. Oh, um, yeah. Sales continue escalating. And, and what I'm most proud of is, is that our brands are not – we don't really think about – taking a brand and throwing it against the wall and hoping it sticks. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately in our industry, most brands last about a year. And mm -hmm. I think the retailers and the consumers are interested in brands that have longevity that work and, and they're, they're great for the palate. And I'm happy that, you know, champagne has been around for 18 years. Habano has been around for 16 years. Perdomo Fresco has been around almost 16 Forever, years. Yeah. Lot 23 has been around 15 years. And, you know, I, I have a lot of brands that are 15 years and above, mm. and in the cigar industry, that's a long time. But in mm. most industries, it's, they're still infants. And the way I look at them, I look at all those brands still being my they're infants to me. And I think we have a long way to go with these brands. And I I want I foresee a lot of growth in all those brands, so I'm I'm really happy with that. So it's it's a tough question, but I would say today. I'm really most proud of uh, Perdomo Reserve Champagne, and we just got a, an award from uh, yeah. from the Cigar Journal, which I'm really proud of. It Great, was yeah. one of the best brand in Nicaragua, and uh, I, I like that uh, the consumers respect our brands and, and enjoy them. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, one of the regular segments we do on this show is a top five. Let's get that going. Aloha! Today's top five is brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, the medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavor blue label. Series Five Five has it all. Five Five equals the perfect 10, and that's what you get every time. The only thing better than a Five Five cigar is two of them, so you can share with a friend. And now, here's today's top five list. 
And for those of you who listen to the Ashels on a regular basis, when we have a guest on, we like to ask them, what are the top five things we don't know about them? So, Nick, what are the top five things people do not know about Nick Perdomo? Uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'm a softie and I'm very sensitive is, is one of them. Um, I love dogs. That's probably not another thing, believe it or not. I, mm-hmm. I like clothing and shoes. <laughs> um, well, if you see you, you can tell that. Well, thank you. And uh, <laughs> Number two. I, I, have a, I have a real, I'm a very close family, family man. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, very tight with my family. And uh, I have a lot of love for my employees. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a lot of respect for them. And uh, I think one of the reasons we have such longevity is because of my love of our employees, and um, they're they're very special to me. And I think a lot of people see the business side of me, but don't necessarily see the um, what how important the people are that work for us are, and they're they're very special to me. I would think those are probably the five things that. Are- That's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get into describing Cigars 9 and 10 to you, and uh, we'll hear from Miles with Styles, and we'll have a lot more going on, so don't go anywhere. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional. A flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Stay tuned for more of The Ash Holes on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. 
The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solara, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. When was the last time you experienced something for the first time? Curiosity drives discovery. Discover exceptional tobaccos aged to perfection with Balmoral Inejo XO. Born from passionate curiosity, Balmoral invites you to discover the optimal balance of sophisticated complexity and smoothness. Each meticulously crafted, extensively aged Inejo XO cigar blend is the result of a relentlessly global search for the top 5% of select premium tobaccos available, including our exclusive signature Brazilian Mata Norte. Crowned with a sun-grown Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, Balmoral Inejo XO embraces your palate with complex notes of cedar, cacao, and peppery spices that finish with a smooth, underlying natural sweetness. We invite you to discover and experience Balmoral Inejo XO today. Davidoff Cigars celebrates 50 years of heritage, pioneering, and innovative cigar making in the spirit of the man who gave the company its name, Zeno Davidoff. To mark the 50th anniversary, Davidoff has dressed a selection of five iconic Davidoff cigars with a 50th commemorative white ring for a limited time. One of our best sellers, Anniversario Special R, begins with notes of freshly cut wood, spice, and sweet cream. The aroma is creamy and leathery, with spicy undertones. Experience the exquisite aroma and carefully balanced blend of tobaccos that ensures the most important times are beautifully filled. Available at appointed Davidoff retailers around the world. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Ash Holes. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, virtually anywhere where you can find a podcast. There we are. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We are in week five of the Blind Cigar Taste Challenge today, and we have very special guest Nick Perdomo with us. You know, like I said in the first half, if you can't have Oliver, you might as well trade up. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll be permanent. Let me know. <laughs> I'll be around more. I got all Oliver. the time in the world, man. Let me tell you. Let's travel with this. Man. Yes, let's travel. <laughs> let's go. So, you know, Nick decided to stay on and, and, and join us in smoking these cigars, 9 and 10. So let's talk a little bit about these. Aaron, why don't you uh, start off there? Well, 9, no surprise, is a box press because the first week uh-huh. we had two box presses. <laughs> So, uh, 10's in the round. Uh, 10 seems to have a little bit firmer pack, but again, 9 being a box press, you're not going to get quite the same firmness. Um, the 9, the flavor seems to be more like a hay early on, so like kind of a mm-hmm. barnyard, while 10 starts off really woody and some wheat taste to me. Okay. Um, what are you getting off of? Uh, well, 9, I get some... some- Good spice on some cedar notes, some leather. 
you know, medium bodied. Uh, 10 is a, to me, a richer cigar mm -hmm. and uh, more kind of coffee, earthy. Yep. Uh, and kind of a real sweet kind of finish to it. And it was a, a nice tighter pack mm -hmm. and also a medium-bodied cigar, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, they're both about the same level, it seems. I mean, it's hard to tell when you're smoking two at the same time. Right. Yeah, I'm trying right. to, you know, drink some water to freshen the palate between things. But, Nick, you are by far the expert between the two of us. Mm -hmm. We're like little Padawans. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh Number 10 has tobacco from Jalapa, so it has a lot more sweetness mm -hmm. than this particular tobacco. This wrapper comes from John Oliva. I know this wrapper. And um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is good. You um, won't get more precise than that. <laughs> yeah. I, I personally like number 10 better because um, the wrapper needs more fermentation, but that's regardless if you want to know about that. It's, mm -hmm. If you notice, it bubbles a little bit. But it's I like the flavor characteristics better because I like the – it's a little more sweet. This is a little more uh, – what we call linear or flat, this particular cigar, number nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, definitely ain't mine. So, um, yeah, I like number 10 better. I think it's a little more complex. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I think 10 has a, has a lot more uh, going on, a little bit more to the body of the cigar. And yep. this is, you know, nine, is, it, it's good, like you were saying. Yeah. Neither of these is I bad. Mean, well, they by the way, the John Oliva is a great rapper uh, producer. He's a good <laughs> friend of mine. I, I do a lot of business with him, but I know his rappers, and they're, they're great. It's just it's what's on the inside there that could just add a little bit of tobacco from the Jalapa Valley. That tobacco, that cigar would be... A little more umphy. But, you know, smoking's subjective. It's what you like. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't like liver, for example, mm -hmm. but some people love it. I was in Chicago a month ago, and we went to this place called the Erie Steakhouse, and they said, oh, man, they got the best bone-in ribeyes. And I said, that's, that's for me. That's what I'll order. And then they said, uh, we got liver and onions on special, <laughs> and everybody at my table ate liver and onions, and I'd, I'd rather eat... On special. Uh, yeah, I'd rather eat a bark of yeah. a tree than eat liver and onions, but... Uh, punishment. It is a punishment. <laughs> yeah. I've had more liver and onion in my pockets than I've had in my mouth. So, um, <laughs> but they all ate liver and onions, and they said it was great. So. Yeah, that's funny. My mom used to make liver and onions growing up, and I can't... You know, once I left the house, that, that stopped. <laughs> yeah, number 10, I like. Hmm. You know, what is it about number 10 that, uh, that uh, pulls you to it? I like that it has tobacco from Jalapa Valley in here. It's uh, it's got some sweetness that I like. I like the the aromatic qualities of, of this particular cigar. Um, it's got a nice wrapper. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with number nine. It's just a it's just a, a little flat for my taste. Um, I like to drink coffee with mm -hmm. a little cream before it. But so you need something that can compete, really, because and the alkali and the out, milk yeah. helps helps uh, clean your palate. Mm -hmm. um, True. Yeah, I, I just think nine is, like I said, it's a, just a little more of a richer cigar and complex. And I like stuff that's even milder, but it has a little bit different components. And I just find nine to be just a little flat. Nothing wrong with it, but mm. uh, I just think 10 is a superior cigar. Do you tend to smoke mostly your stuff, or do you go all over the place? I smoke everybody's cigars. And okay. the reason I do, and most cigar makers say they don't, is, is for a couple reasons. First, the main reason is I couldn't imagine myself being a cook and or a chef and mm. only eating at my restaurant mm. okay one the second thing i want to see what people come up with because i always want to try to top it the best i can i think mm. that's my job right so mm -hmm. i uh when a lot of cigar makers say i only smoke my own cigars i think that one they're lying and two um <laughs> 
they're they're cheating themselves and, and mm-hmm. cheating the consumer at the end because I think you got to really look at, at different things. And there's some exciting tobaccos out there. You know, I'm, I'm there's no lie that I'm a big fan of Nicaraguan tobacco, and I think it's the best tobacco in the world. But I've seen some great tobaccos from, believe it or not, Pennsylvania, for example. Mm-hmm. There's some new fillers that uh, Fritz Bossard from Universal Leaf grows out there with the Amish, and I I saw some samples in it. Reminded me a lot of tobacco from the Jalapa Valley, but with mm. a little more nicotine and power that I really enjoyed. And we worked with some of it, and we made some cigars I really liked. And if it wasn't for the FDA, I might come up with something oh, like yeah, that in the, in, in the future. So uh, mm. there's some really good tobaccos here in America, too, That believe it or not. But as of now, dollars for dollars, I don't think you can beat Nicaragua mm. today. You really can't. Typically, the cigars I smoke are either a Nicaraguan blend or... It's a Nicaraguan Puro. Yeah, I'm very stuck on that. Mm. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Me too. Um, what? Um, what's? An, have you have you ever smoked? Uh, you know, you kind of hinted at this, but have you ever smoked somebody's cigar and said, "Oh, this gives me a great idea," and and done your own? Um. No, but no. <laughs> uh, but I, I have I have smoked some people's cigars where I, I was really uh, really impressed and mm. uh, you know it's funny when we come up and, and I decide a blend of a cigar I don't necessarily blend a cigar for what I like I blend a cigar for what the consumer likes mm-hmm. okay mm. it's um, me if you gave me Perdomo 20th anniversary Epicure Sun Grown and said that was the only cigar you could ever smoke for your life. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy with it, mm-hmm. um, but I can't come out with any cigar I don't really enjoy. I really right. have to enjoy the cigar. Uh, for example, I've I've really gotten into Connecticut Shade Wrap cigars, and a lot of people have this fallacy that Connecticut Wrap cigars are bitter. Mm-hmm. They're not if you age them and cure them and ferment them well. They're creamy, and they actually mm-hmm. have a lot. They actually have a nice spice to them. The problem is, is that Connecticut is a unique wrapper that burns green. So what happens is it's very expensive, and a lot of people roll the cigars right when they get them from the box. They need process right and because they burn people put them on and, and a lot of the tobaccos are raw so they become bitter but any tobacco is bitter if it's raw mm. so connecticut gets a bad rap it's really one of the finest wrappers in the world it has great burning capacity it's got great creamy and light spice finish and in my personal opinion with nicaraguan fillers and binders you're not going to get much of a better cigar than a Nicaraguan cigar that's got fillers from the Jalapa Condig and, and, and Esteli Valley with a good mm. Habano binder and a really nice, thick Connecticut shade wrapper that has some time on it. So, right. uh, you know, there's there's all types of variables on that, you know. So how, you, you hinted at this too, and this, this would be a good question, you know, how, how has all this FDA business affected, you know, you know I, I, I would assume, you know, kind of, you know, you know, making cigars, you, it, it, there's a lot of uh, overlap with like cooking or art or, you know, you're creating something. And with these new rules in place, you've kind of been told you, you got to stop. Yeah, I mean, we, how, has, how has that affected your mindset on things? Well, now? it's affected like getting a hammer in the head. I mean, the problem is, <laughs> is that, um, you know, it, it, it stifles development. Mm-hmm. It stifles entrepreneurship for new companies trying to get in, which I'm totally against. I started out of a garage, so mm. I think everybody has the right to come in, and I think it's it's refreshing to have new cigar makers, not new marketeers, mm-hmm. not new guys that come to Nicaragua and buy cigars and say they're cigar makers, but actual real cigar makers that come in and fight the fight like we did. I'm a capitalist. I, I root for every one of those. Mm-hmm. There's not many, but I do root for them. And... Um, you know, with the new user fees that we just got yesterday, it's 
it's real punitive because um, I was talking to David about it earlier today, and you know prices are going to go up eventually again because of the new the new FDA user fees. I think it's over thirty five million dollars were just added to it and Oof, i uh good grief i put a call into the president of cigar association of america see we could file a lawsuit against the fda i think it's not only punitive but i don't think they could just keep every year just keep adding million. you know we paid nothing for years prior to obama mm-hmm. and they were running just fine as right. a fat useless agency and now they're <laughs> now they're a fatter useless more fatter useless agency that are making a hundred million dollars off the cigar industry and it's punitive to the cigar manufacturers, to the retailers, and to the consumers. And I'm against it. You know, we absorb the S-chip tax. Mm-hmm. And we just keep getting mounting and mounting user fees, lawyer fees. The lawyers are the ones that are happiest about this. And at the end, nothing is really happening with this. And I know it's frustrating to, to the retailers, and it sure as hell frustrating to me, too. I just want to be left alone, make cigars, and have our consumers enjoy them. Mm. And uh, I make a legal product, and the FDA has been uh, has been the biggest enemy that that I have right now today. I always say that the biggest enemy that that we have as an industry, and most businesses have, is called the U.S. government. Hmm. And we're hoping with the new president, that a lot of these regulations will be uh, will be overturned. It's 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 running slower, of course, than we want it to be. But sure. uh, I do see some light at the end of the tunnel with that. But I was really dismayed at the uh at the fda yesterday and their their new increase on user fees it's it's been a problem and the the amount of man hours that we have spent um with all the regulations we have have been in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per year so far that we've spent um the retailers don't see that um but it's it's real punitive it really is what can uh the average person do to help in this situation they could vote all these useless pieces of garbage out of the Congress and Senate. <laughs> that would be the first thing that they could do. Um, it would be really nice to see the enemies that we have, the you know the Chuck Schumers and, and Nancy Pelosi's um, oh, out of yeah. politics. But in that sense, I would even say Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. and, and 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 Ryan's too. It goes on both sides of the aisle that are that are absolutely useless. That really don't care about any industry. They only care about just big money. And yeah. it's um, term limits is a really important thing. And um, these elections, these midterms elections are going to be a, a big, um, a big thing for, for us in the industry and business in general. Yeah, I, I get the distinct impression that and I've always thought this, but it's, you know, the more I hear about it, the more convinced I am that I'm right. This has all this FDA stuff has absolutely nothing to do with health. Oh, it's no. all about. How can the government make more money? That's exactly right. They're and excellent at spending our money. No matter yeah. how much you give them, uh, they'll figure out a way to spend it and then throw it away. You know. You know. I mean, <clears> when the whole S chip thing started, you know, the, you know, all that's supposed to go to child health care and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started not, joking not, around. Yeah. It's now your moral obligation to become a cigar smoker to help the children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Think of the children. Have another cigar. The sad thing is, not one penny has gone to any of our children. No way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that so. that's a thing. I don't think any of this money has gone to where they said it was going to go. No, it's not. The uh, the government can't run a golf tournament much less run a, <laughs> run anything else. It's it's really sad. So um yeah, it's it's a big it's it's frustrating not only to the cigar industry but to the clothing industry and everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to a drug rep and uh they have a lot of different types of cures and stuff for different types of 
diseases and stuff that they can't even get through because of the FDA. And then if you look at every commercial during the day, the FDA is getting sued for this drug and that drug that they approved that were not good from the beginning. So right. uh, they're a totally... I call them an appendix. They're just absolutely useless. useless yeah. okay. <laughs> so, you know, I'm watching here. You put down number nine, and you have not picked it up again. You you, you are a solid number 10 guy. <laughs> you know where I'm more solid? I'm solid on this Perdomo Havana that I put out. But, but, I'll take that assist. But 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 but, but ten, uh, 10 gets uh, – 10 beats nine. Not Nine wasn't a bad cigar. It's uh, It's so-so. Sorry, whoever made number nine. Better not be me. <laughs> not likely, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the funniest thing. If the, but uh, I don't think it's you. You don't make box press cigars, I don't think, do you? I do, but not that rigid box press like that. Mm. Okay. And that wrapper's a, a lower priming wrapper, we call it. It's a little lower on the stock. I'm more in the four, fives, and sixes. I like it higher up right. toward the sun, a little, little darker, like... If you look at my sun-grown wrapper, mm -hmm. see the, yeah. the difference yes, in the color. Yes, yes. It's about three tones darker. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's the type of wrappers that we like, a little thicker, <laughs> a little more oil. Now, you know, I had uh, uh, Nelson Alfonso visit the uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he's looking at the cigars, you know, that we had of his in the shop, and he picks up this, and he goes, ooh, this cigar has been sitting in this particular cigar, I can tell by how dark the wrapper is that it's been aging in my aging room for nine years. Wow. Is, is, that, is that something you can tell from, from your cigars, you know, that, that, you know that, that they get a particular shade however long they've been sitting around? Uh, wrappers get dark during fermentation. Mm -hmm. um, once the cigars are on top of the, on top of the bunch, they're not necessarily going to get much darker. Mm -hmm. um, nicotine will dissipate through the cellophane. That's why you see yellowing on the cellophane. Right, right, right. But I, I couldn't tell you how many years a, a cigar i can tell you from the band some we have, <laughs> yeah. we have we maybe have some, he was just doing it by the band just yeah, we, have, we have some brands like, that are older than than others and you know some some of the older brands that we make but i i can't tell the tonality because we do that during sorting and selecting once we make the cigar yeah. sure sure hey uh you know last week we were talking about um, uh michelle styles who does our models with styles segment she was in the hospital last week, and uh, but she is out, and she's got a Miles with Styles for us this week. All right. Aloha. I've been at home this past week, but on Friday, I traveled back to Dallas for a photo shoot, then off to Peru for a vacation with family and surfing with my son. It should be an excellent trip. While home, I've spent some downtime getting my head straight and refocusing on the important things in my life. My family, my dreams, and Sarah, the love of my life. I needed the downtime in the worst way. But now I'm ready for my next adventure, which includes a trip to Australia later this month. More on that in the near future. Maybe I can find a cigar unique to Peru to send to my friends on the ash holes. Any suggestions, guys, on a smoke shop in Dallas? Hook a girl up. Keakapua, hui ho. God bless and see you later. This has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes <laughs> on the United Podcast Network. Take it away, boys. <laughs> She's a uh, surfer and model who's been listening to the show since it started. And uh, she's a pro surfer, so she goes all over the place. And we asked her to start talking about cigar shops and 
places that she's visited, places to eat all over the earth. Yeah, she's and all over the place. Yeah, she's all over the place. So, do you have any uh, ideas about a, a shop in Dallas? Well, there's uh, 83 cigar shops in the Dallas Fort Worth area. It's one of the most <laughs> of uh, down there, yeah. between Atlanta and uh, and Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth greater area. You can basically stumble out of your hotel room and hit a cigar <laughs> shop. So. Uh, uh, the Dallas area is a great area for, uh, for for cigar shops. That's that's for sure. And Texas in general is one of the greatest markets mm. for uh, for premium sure. cigars. And we do a lot of business there. So she can look in her phone book and really just find just about anywhere pick and to uh, to pick and choose. And there's some fantastic cigar shops in the Dallas area. If I pick one or I pick two, yeah. somebody will listen to this and they'll call me and Too many say, of them why, why, why didn't you mention why didn't you mention my cigar shop? And uh, <laughs> as I get older, I'm trying to get more peace in my life. So um, go to the one with the Perdomo cigars. Yeah, they, they all have them. The yeah. and, and, and if they don't, if they don't, just leave the door and you yeah. just walk outside. But they, they pretty much all have them. Dallas, Dallas is a great area for cigars. Oh man! Yeah. Well, let's give our final verdict on these. You know, for me, you know, I was just more drawn to to number ten. It was a, a richer cigar, had more complexity going on, and um, a little bit, you know, sweeter kind of finish to it. Um, number nine was just a little bit more, you know, two dimensional compared to this one. So I'm, I'm, my feeling would be leaning toward number 10. Yep. Uh, I'm in agreement there. Uh, the sweetness starts off right off the bat with number 10 where number nine, it takes like the second, third before it really starts picking up. Uh, the spice on number 10 is, is right in my wheelhouse. And I mean, nine, I still smoke it any day. Mm-hmm. It's great cigar, but, uh, 10 is where I'm going with. I think number 10 could be Perdomo Lot 23. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. How about you, Ed? You've been quiet this whole time. Well, you know me. I end up focusing on one because I've got buttons to press and mm-hmm. all of that. So uh, number 10 is the one that I ended up All with. right. We're all kind of in agreement on that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So remember to vote. Those of you who got the packs... Don't throw out those instructions that tell you where to go and what the password is to vote. Make sure you do it on time and everything because the winner of this is going to go up against the winner of next week, uh, three weeks from now. Next week, we'll be doing 11 and 12, mm-hmm. um, which is the winner of five versus six and the winner of seven versus eight. And that's going to conclude the semifinals of our blind taste. Yeah, only got a few weeks left. Yeah. All right, you've been listening to the Ashholes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Sereno Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashholes and on Instagram at Ashholes Radio. We'll see you next week. expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.